0: Hey there, dudes and dudettes, and welcome to Extreme Movie Reviews, where the takes are as extreme as literally any product you could have bought in the 90s. It's totally time to set your Tamagotchis down, pick up your pogs off of the floor, sit back, and relax for a radical time with your hosts, Steve and Haley. So, Haley, how are you doing?
1: Oh, pretty good. How about you?
0: Oh, pretty good too. <laughs> um, just so people know, you'll you know people will probably get to learn more about me pretty quickly. But uh, you'll be joining us once a month, and you are the proud mother of two beautiful kids, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, they're pretty. good. Cool. You sound like um. So, uh, did you ever see the movie Fargo? No i'm uh, watching the tv show fargo both of them are based on like minnesota and maybe south dakota too oh is fargo in south dakota right
1: i have no idea this is all me
0: the show is in minnesota but they got that heavy accent it's just oh it's oh gosh darn it's ridiculous you know
1: oh yeah you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right nobody's listening to us anymore i lost <laughs> any viewership potential
1: hi i'm Ur. we met I
0: don't think so i have to ask you have you seen these more murder hornets that have showed up in the u.s yet
1: uh i just some stuff on facebook about it which seems i don't know where are they from
0: you're right, uh, japan
1: you're right okay where are you going home i'm
0: walking home we are going to be reviewing onward and you said you've seen it how many times because you've got uh what's your boy is about five six he's five five
1: yeah i've seen it probably uh six times now it's a pretty good one where you know you don't get annoyed with it so that's kind of my favorite part where i feel like i i can step in the living room and watch like 10 minutes of it and be like oh yeah cool or it can be in the background it's like yeah okay i'm not annoyed like most of his shows
0: (laughs) (sighs) yeah kids shows can be pretty terrible
1: oh my gosh
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad i don't have to deal with that It's part of the kids' learning process. It's it's like the first time they get to master something is what I heard.
1: I don't know. Do we really have to watch like the same thing like six times through?
0: Yeah, in order to master it.
1: But I feel like um, there's no part of watching TV that needs mastering.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Haley is a great mother. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. All right. Um, just so everybody knows, they can watch this movie on Disney Plus. But what's the plot?
1: Um, Teenage Elf brothers go on a magical quest to try and bring back their dead father. They come up with a lot of obstacles. Um Yep. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mr. Adult! Black and
0: gross. What was dad like? His beard was scratchy. He had a goofy laugh. I wish I'd been him. To... I have something for you. I'm your dad. It's a wizard staff. I wrote this spell so I could see for myself who my boys grew up to be. This spell brings him back. Back back to life? He wanted to meet you more than
1: anything. <laughs> I don't know! It just started! Hang on! Dad? Dad, you are in your house! We've only got 24 hours to bring back the rest of Dad. We're going on a quest! All quests start with the Manticore, the fearless adventurer.
0: You mean Cory? She's over there. What?
1: these gripping nuggets were supposed to go out minutes ago that's the manzikor you guys are in trouble big time get in the vehicle i'm escorting you home i'm giving you to the count of three
0: okay
1: wait what are
0: you doing i don't know i'm looking for my sons oh they went on a quest but don't worry i told them about the map i told them about the gym i told them about the curse (gasps) i forgot to tell them about the the what? Oh. Your boys are in
1: great danger! Hold on! <laughs> How do your boys do with a crisis? Oh no! We're dead, we're, dead, we're dead. Not great! I can't do it! We're not gonna see you, Dad! You can do this. i believe in you. My got knows where to go, don't you, boy? Yes, you do! On my
0: way, boys, just stay out of trouble. Hey, you two. What do you think the ratings look like? Uh, so it'll be Rotten Tomato scores, both the audience score, critic score, and then um, the IMDb score. So I... This time, I didn't write down my scores ahead of time, so I totally got to cheat on this, but I kind of guessed what I would have guessed. Okay. So you know how, in case anybody doesn't know, Rotten Tomatoes is basically, it's just a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Did you like the movie? Okay. For the audience score, what do you think was the percentage out of 100?
1: Of a thumbs up? Yep. Okay, for a thumbs up, I'm going to go 75%.
0: It is actually a ninety-five percent. I should've my guess would have been about like ninety-two. It's Pixar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like there's so many people out there nowadays that kinda like wanna go negative, so.
0: The next one. I'll give you my score first, so you have something to maybe go off of. Okay. Critics score. I would have guessed like eighty one percent.
1: Okay. I probably would guess about eighty.
0: Okay. It is eighty-eight percent from the critics. Ooh.
1: D plus. Oh
0: my god, I passed! I passed! Oh man, I got a new bus! I'm gonna graduate! (laughs) Just so everybody knows, I mean, you're not like some sort of film buff Mm -mm. in any way, like it's not a hobby of yours even necessarily, No, right? Nope. Hey, guys, I just wanted to clarify that I am not an expert either. I didn't want to just call out Haley on that. Um, I have never made a movie. I don't work in the industry. Entertainment is just something that I've taken an interest in over the past five, six years. I've learned some things uh, a lot from Red Letter Media. So I just wanted to clarify that. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. You don't go like looking out scores. Nope. So you'll get better at this with time.
1: The first time I listened to a movie uh review was like when you said you wanted to start doing this. <laughs> I'm super new.
0: I think the critics though are scoring it based on knowing that it's a Pixar film, I guess. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not I mean it's not a masterpiece and it's up to them how do they want to. But I just feel like with an eighty eight percent from a critic, it's not like a critically amazing movie. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. But I guess it's a thumbs up
0: or down again. So, (laughs) what was
1: that? I said, speak for yourself on if it's critically amazing.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Part of the reason we are reviewing this is because I asked you for your top five movies. And although you barely could come up with four, (laughs) this was on the list.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't come up with five. I had to use him too. (laughs) Well, I felt like I could cut, but like most of them were going to be kids' movies because. That that's all i really watch nowadays um that sucks like get an episode of cutthroat kitchen in from here
0: from oh yes which is a good show by the way and it is on hulu
1: it is it's very good
0: it's fun you don't really learn how to cook on it though
1: no but i like you know watching people um go Said through a that. little pain while they try and <laughs> i love like i love seeing the cocky people get out first it's like such an enjoyment to me
0: yes i will agree with that i
1: was just gonna say i just watched one where um that like the only people getting out were the ones who didn't have sabotages and i was like ha ha you suck <laughs>
0: you're so mean
1: i know i feel like i couldn't do it though honestly like maybe some of the stuff where you know you're um i don't know, like you have to like wear something on your head while you're cooking yeah but like if you take away my, oh my ingredients-
0: God. i was thinking the egg on the head i could do that easy like easy enough
1: yeah, but, like, you take it, like, I've seen them, it's like, okay, you can't cook with flour. You can't cook cookies with flour. I'm like, I'm done. I don't know what to do. I have no idea. I was, I was already like, going to
0: struggle with this.
1: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm there with you. Um, shoot. But I guess let's get back on topic. Okay. IMDB. It's on a 10-point scale. My guess for this for IMDB would have been a 7.8. Ooh,
1: I'm going to go 8.7. Ooh, it was 7.5. Oh, what?
0: Oh, <laughs> what's your personal score and why? Out of five stars,
1: okay. Out of five, I would probably go. I'd probably go four, just because it, you know, like it's an easy watch. It's a good movie. There's not really a lot of like holes or anything in it where it's like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. There's not a ton of them.
0: So the first time I watched it, I thought there was like a whole bunch of holes. And then the second time I watched it, I realized there are almost none <laughs> to mm-hmm. like the nth degree even. I mean, there's definitely like holes, but most of them are super minor anyways too. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I agree with you. I, I gave it a four stars. So like, do you recommend the movie? Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I, I think if you are ready... Uh, see, I think most people who like... These types of movies are probably going to end up seeing it or have seen it. But that said, I wouldn't put it at the top of your list, but I would give it a watch. I will further recommend if you have kids, I feel like this could be a favorite for kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it would be a cool one to see in the theaters with your kids, even without, honestly.
0: Do you think it'll be in theaters at some point, I guess, right?
1: Yeah. Well, if you think like uh, the budget or something.
0: Oh, yeah. Do Do we still have one in town?
1: Are, uh, we have the De Pere cinema.
0: Well, now everybody knows where we're from. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't care. Um So your recommendation level is
1: I think um I mean don't like rush out to see it in any case, but if you get a chance to see it in theaters, I recommend doing that. And you know, if you if you do like Disney and Pixars, this is a good one to add to your list. It's definitely a tearjerker, too.
0: It's above, like, planes and cars.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I didn't, yeah, and I didn't really like the Toy Story movies. I mean, I don't hate them, but they're not my favorite, so. Sorry, I just
0: had to clear my throat there.
1: Oh, sorry, was I not supposed to say anything about those?
0: No, it's fine. (laughs) I just find it funny, like, Toy Story, the first one. Now, I'm actually with you after the first one, I think. Uh, Second one. Felt really long to me, and I did not follow, like, I mean, I was fairly young when I saw it. I didn't, I don't know, I didn't like that a whole lot. I felt it was really, really long. The third I feel one. Like, oh, go ahead. Uh, you go ahead.
1: Um, I feel like it was really long, but I, I feel like it had too many plot holes that I just can't get past.
0: Okay. That's fair. So.
1: Yeah, so there was just, there was too
0: much. Maybe that was my pro I haven't seen it forever.
1: Oh, yeah, no, there's like, yeah, there's a lot in that one. Because
0: like, that's the one with Jess and the old dude, question mark?
1: I'm talking about the first one, even. Oh. I honestly haven't seen three or four. I saw two. I.
0: Three was still- better than two. Okay. A little long. But... Hmm. More entertaining, and then yeah, I haven't seen the fourth. Though. We both have access to the fourth.
1: We do. You're right. It's on Disney Plus. I could watch
0: it. Hey, dude. Sorry, it's me again. I was just wondering. Could you tell me more about the movie? This movie is directed by Dan Scanlon. He has uh, four credits on IMDb. One is a co-director of a video short. Uh, one of them's Tracy in 2009, Monsters University, and then Onward.
1: Wow. Yeah. Sounds like an important guy.
0: Um, well, he's more important than us. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, play-by-play of the movie here. It starts off um, with what I thought was really, really dark music. It's like there's chanting going on. And it's mystical feeling, but it's darker than, like, the movie gets at any point. Even when the gelatinous cube falls down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I felt like it's just really dark. Pay attention to it sometime when you have to watch it again.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just, like, to kind of put you in that dark mood, and then the whole movie lightens you up throughout. It doesn't ever get dark for you. Hmm? It doesn't ever get like super dark or anything for you.
0: No, I didn't think it like that's part of my issue with, um I guess with that, I was not. I was probably least invested in the main character.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wanted to hug him the whole time. Really? Uh, like he was my little brother and I don't even have a little brother.
0: You do not. Do you know why that probably is?
1: Because I have kids.
0: No, oh, it, it might also be that. Do you know who Tom Holland is? Yes. He's the voice of Ian Lightfoot, which I thought was average. I mean, it's better than like a lot of people can do voices, but I just didn't. I thought it was average.
1: Hmm. I guess I really liked um. um who played Barley again. Th-
0: it was Chris Pratt. I had to look it up.
1: Yeah. And I liked him.
0: I thought he did amazing. His voice mm-hmm. fit his character like a thousand percent. Absolutely. Those are our brothers. We got Ian and Barley. Okay. Ian is a nervous, unconfident kid. Yeah. Oh, hey. No, um, I'm not uh, having party tonight. And I was wondering if you wanted to come over and get down on some cake. Ugh, that's not something anyone says.
1: Okay, don't say dudes. Gang? What's up, gang? What's up,
0: gang? And is. Older brother is Barley, who is like, well, this movie is very Dungeons and dragons And he is like that typical 80s kid who listens to rock and metal, metal probably, and is going nowhere in life. And then uh, the cast is small. So we have those two brothers, uh, the mom, mm-hmm. who is done by um, Elaine from... Oh, geez.
1: Uh, signed up? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And then the manticore is Octavia Spencer, who does amazing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then the dad, stepdad, Colt Bronco, who I am probably going to call just Bronco every time because I don't know, it feels more right. Mm -hmm. So are the family, they are all elves. And then Colt Bronco is a centaur. Yes. Half human, half Bronco. (laughs) Are there any other main characters?
1: Uh, well, obviously, you know, the dad, but he's not really, like, played by anyone. That's true. Who does the um, dad's voice? You
0: never hear it. a voice.
1: Yeah, there's <laughs> no voice. Oh, I guess in the recording in uh, the beginning, where it's, like, the answering machine recorder. Yeah.
0: Hmm. They don't have him credited for that little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it, it was probably just, you know, no one we would probably know.
0: No. And then he goes to the freaking burger place for breakfast where he runs into a friend of his dad's. Yep. And that's really, well, it inspires him to be a new person because this guy that he meets just tells him that his dad was super confident. You know, your dad was a great guy. So confident. Since it's the kid's birthday, it's, you know, it's kind of like his day to become a man. Yeah. But he uh, creates a list, uh, the new me list. Mm Mm-hmm which he immediately fails at the whole school day. Um, and that's where you really kind of get our introduction into who Ian is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, His brother, Barley, comes to pick Ian up at school and just like totally embarrasses him.
1: <laughs> is that the birthday boy I see? Your chariot
0: always. Which I think is... Meant to play off, like, how a dad would embarrass you when he comes to pick you up from school. Yeah. And then he also does, like, the little thumb lick thing to get the smudges off of Ian's face in the car. Yeah. The twist ending, did you see coming the first time you watched it at any point? If so, at what point?
1: Um, no, I don't think, I don't think I saw it uh, coming, which is probably what kind of made me tear up, was like, oh my god.
0: Maybe that's part of what caused me to not tear up, but... I caught it when they were dancing. He does that pre that recording tape thing with his dad which depressed felt <laughs> off, but it's depressing, yes, very much. And then they get their mom says, "Oh, I have a gift from your dad." By the way, their his dad obviously died of like cancer
1: or something of that sort.
0: And so his dad gives a wizard staff, a spell, and a phoenix gem for them. And uh, immediately, there's like a failure. Apparently, not everybody has magic, right?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I didn't quite get that. I didn't either. Because all of the sprites later, they can all fly.
1: Yeah, maybe. And they use magic to fly. Yeah, maybe it's something that just like obviously, since nobody used it anymore, maybe it's. Um, well, it, I think it in the beginning,
0: in the beginning, it says not everybody has magic too. So, I don't know. I thought, considering actually we'll get into it a little more, but I think the word magic could literally be replaced with heart throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And that's like the point of the film. Magic is kind of a stand-along word for actually having heart. Yeah. I don't know. Something about that irked me, I guess, a little bit.
1: That Like how everyone doesn't have magic? So. Yeah,
0: just as a message-wise.
1: Um, It could be too just like... Well, obviously, they all have wings, so it innately, they should be able to fly. But
0: So the manticore has wings, but the manticore's wings are physical, flying. Yeah. Because she says, I need to exercise my wings. But the sprites, you can see it. There's little, there's dust. I mean, sprites, it's like if they're a fairy, it's like fairy dust. It's magic is how they fly. It's not really, they have wings, but they still need the magic in order to fly.
1: I don't know. I don't know if they... I don't know if that was intentional of I think maybe they were just trying to make it look like, you know, I mean when fairies fly, they have a little dust coming out from the back of them. I'm sure like yeah. brights might have other powers too that they just didn't
0: uh you, if you had wings on your back, wouldn't you think, Hey, there's a chance I can fly?
1: Oh, definitely. I would definitely <laughs> fly. But apparently like wouldn't think- you hope
0: you're not the chicken of nature?
1: <laughs> you can kind of fly.
0: You like no, chickens can so- What is it? They can soar with yeah. style?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I... Whatever. Here's my other gripe. It says that magic is hard to learn. This is my gripe throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you learn how to do magic before you try doing this complicated-ass spell that your dad gave you that you get one day to hang out with your dad? Wouldn't you not want to screw that up?
1: Uh, Well, they already started it, so they can't, like... It's not like it's a pause, like he has to kind of learn it
0: fast. Why? Right. Barley goes at it like two seconds after finding the Phoenix gem.
1: Oh, you mean like, so like to not do that certain spell?
0: Correct. Once you learn how to do magic first, even especially since it's supposed to be hard to learn.
1: Um... You don't want
0: to screw up and those Phoenix gems, he says, are really hard to find and really rare.
1: I guess, like, maybe, but also, like, wouldn't you, like, be, be excited. super excited? I mean, yeah.
0: I would be. I would be, too. I might give it a shot, not assuming that I could lose the Phoenix Gem or something like that.
1: Yeah, exactly, which I think was their, you know, thought
0: in it. That's fair. I'm going to give him a pass on that, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, having not seen your dad in 16 years, and now you get a chance to...
0: Yeah, and uh, having like three memories of your dad, which we will later find out is four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the kids, uh, he does the spell and it kind of fails. They get their dad, but they get his legs only. There's no top half. I mean, there's no listening or seeing for the dad.
1: It's waist down.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's waist down.
1: He, like he feels everything out with his feet.
0: Exactly. And so then. Uh, they have to get another phoenix gem in order to complete the spell. So the kids go off. Mom comes home because she went to grab the cake, mm-hmm. I believe. And right there, luckily, the kids left a card, a phoenix gem. So a card for the game. We didn't really go over that, but Barley plays basically Dungeons and Dragons. So the mom gets up, and she's heading to the mana court cabin. In the meantime, the kids are already there. So
1: also, okay, so here's my one... uh plot flaw in that. Okay. Um, so like the Manticore, how old is she then? Or like do they all have different age ranges? Cause like I believe
0: they're... so. Um yes, all different types of mystical creatures have different lengths of age.
1: Because yeah, my thought there was like is she like a thousand years old that she like lived to do all these quests and now she's a restaurant because like everyone else didn't even know these times of magic but she did yeah so how old little hole now she's a restaurant now she's a restaurant now now she's a restaurant
0: (laughs) she's like what 45 or something as far as her character yeah in human years
1: look in our years because i mean the parents don't even they don't know magic like this is something that was like generations ago yeah like their grandparents probably didn't know it like it's yeah that's you know true. like
0: it's at least like three generations out
1: i would say five probably like so she's got to be a thousand
0: all right so we got our manticore who is a thousand years old
1: we don't know that was my that was my I know, I where i was like what is like the time frame here because we have no idea. We have no idea how old she is. We have no idea how old, like I mean, obviously Ian's turning sixteen, but like, is that super young for them? Did they live to be four hundred?
0: Actually, I think elves have maybe like two hundred or something. Okay. I don't, I don't know. know. That was, was my one
1: plot hole. Like I feel like
0: Yeah, he's he's like, on a normal human scale. Yeah. hmm
1: And everyone else seems to be
0: too. Yeah, except for the manticore. Yeah. That's fair. I didn't quite catch that one. So while they're there, the the manticore gets worked up. We'll just put it like that. Uh, anger is rising slowly, and the manticore is being reminded of Tushi, the inner beast. That That is a huge part of this movie, and said about a million times. And the map to where the phoenix gem is for their quest has been burned so they're on their way on this mission mm-hmm. he ends up shrinking his brother which i'm confused on how this happens so he's using an enlargening spell mm-hmm. and when he screws up he shrinks his brother though i guess that's just because of total lack of concentration
1: uh yeah well also like you see it comes out the back like the magic burst comes out the back of the wand does it so... seem? i thought
0: it bounced off the ground
1: No, I think, I think it comes, it shoots out the back
0: because
1: then it hits him. So maybe it's just like reverse. If you, I don't know, concentrate that. If you're concentrating on the thing behind you.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, During that whole time, we get another, some more imagery though of Barley being like a dad because he's sitting there like focus, focus to him. He's like over 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 cheering in mind. Yep. They get to the uh, gas station and they run into these sprites, which are part of the story. Mm-hmm. They will come back to help the manticore kind of get its its moment. Did you laugh when the manticore is getting interviewed by the police officer?
1: Last name manticore, first name the. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was uh, funny, too, how like the mom just like walked up and was like, I was just a regular pedestrian a second ago and now I'm an EMT. So
0: I didn't catch it She says that to the cop
1: not really but she just like she's talking at happens like i need her and yes. he's like well you gotta wait so and then she just goes and like steals whatever like the emt bag It was like i'm here to like look her over and the guy's like okay and just mm-hmm. was like what you just talked to her a second ago and you like it's like you saw she was a pedestrian then
0: yeah yeah that's one of those things <laughs>
1: yeah that's like convenient movie plots.
0: I, yeah, I guess I totally... Those are sometimes when those... Especially when it's animated, it's like, yeah, whatever. You don't want to show them like a costume change. But fair. That does mm-hmm. happen. So they actually get in a fight with those sprites, though. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing... I was wondering if you might know. what What is supposed to be the lesson here, maybe, with when Barley is small... And then that comes into play. Do you think that's just one more instance of work with what you have? Or was there a different lesson in that?
1: Like what context? Like what like when he's talking in the sprites or
0: uh No, when when they're running away from the sprites into their vehicle. And then they can't get in. But Barley's able to get in while he's Oh small. yeah,
1: probably like yeah, probably just like
0: work with what you I was trying to think if there's like some sort of I think that's one of the failures of this movie is I think they had too many messages they were trying to squeeze in. I was just trying to think if that had any kind of like...
1: I feel like it doesn't really. I feel like it was more just a convenience of, you know, like to add in... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like a... You know, a prob, like a quick like, oh my God, uh, like racing heart moment. What? I can't think of the word. Um... Like, a, I don't know, it's like a quick problem, but then there's a solution type of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm Guess trying to think. a little bit. The alcohol is starting to hit me a little bit, so yeah. my brain's stopping immediately when I'm, I, I think there is a word for it. I can't yeah. think of it either.
1: It's not like, it. there's like an actual term for it now, I just can't think about it. Nobody no, knows. I know. Oh, I'm well. At, I'm going to think about it at like 2 o'clock in the morning, I text you. <laughs>
0: So, there's a chase scene there then.
1: hmm
0: And now, what I would think is a completely tough spell, the uh, kids got to use a disguise spell when they run into the cops. Mm-hmm. And this will start their... De- Feud. Correct. And then, yeah. uh, while they're talking to the cops as their stepdad, who is a police officer, we didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they look like him, this is why I say the word heart and magic can be exactly interchanged in this movie because magic comes from your heart, according to Barley, who knows how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. The heart doesn't lie. Yeah. So when magic fails, it's because he's lying there, which they say directly. At that point, the one of the police officers makes fun of Barley. Hmm. Which uh, causes the biggest lie for Ian, and that's what they get in a fight about. Yeah. And so while they're still mad at each other, they stop to get a drink, Um. and Barley's just basically saying, like, hey, you know, yeah, we've been listening to my ideas, but we haven't actually executed the ideas like he wanted to. They were following how Ian wanted to execute each idea. Yeah. Up to this point. And Barley's like... You have to trust me, buddy.
1: Yeah. So they finally, they finally actually listen to one of Barley's ideas
0: after one scene mm-hmm. where there's a some wonderful dancing. Oh yes. So do you do you want to explain the dance scene at all?
1: Um. Oh, like just kind of explain the scene.
0: Sure. Or why is it inside joke in your house? I'll take that too.
1: Oh, because I'm a really terrible dancer. <laughs>
0: This does not surprise me.
1: No, yeah, I'm I'm awful. Um, I don't know what to. I like use my elbows a lot. So,
0: did you feel like um, what's that uh, Jagger point, pointing your fingers or whatever?
1: Yeah, yep. So, but the so in the scene, the um, the they have the radio blasting, and somehow like the bottom half of the dad can like feel the vibrations, so he starts dancing terribly. And, you know, they all just have a good laugh about it and kind of make up over it.
0: And I think he starts dancing because he can sense that there's a rift between the brothers. Yeah. I, I don't get how he would be able to sense that.
1: Um, I don't know, maybe if he senses it, but just maybe trying to put like, um, his dad's spin on everything.
0: Yeah. Or just loosening things up and saying, Hey, yeah. I'm I'm here. Why are we, let's make the best out of this situation. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I have an issue with the feet at times in the movie, but it's it's cool. Anyways, they get back on the road now and they take the path of peril, Mm -hmm. which is like this longer path and it's not on the main road at all. They come up to this cliff. They almost die. And this is where Ian will learn to trust his magic, trust himself. Yeah. The stepdad shows up and... For, like, the third time, Ian has a little bit of a character development moment. He defies the orders, and he and his brother, they just scram. They get the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. And here is where we get one of my favorite scenes. They drive, they drive, they're on, like, the side of a mountain, and they run into a dead end. And the police cars are coming, and they're expecting Ian to use a arcane spell.
1: hmm
0: He can't do it. He doesn't have enough heart yet. Yeah. The Cars has a name, Guinevere. I think (laughs) that's right. Guinevere? Guinevere. And it's clearly this kid's, like, one prized possession. So one thing he was able to buy with his own money.
1: I think, um, I think actually it was the dad's. Really? Yeah, I think just, I mean, maybe just a frame or something that he was going to fix up because he did, like... I mean, do you remember the air conditioned scene where he was like, Yep, yeah. this whole thing up just from the bolts, Dad? And yeah.
0: Okay. I didn't catch that. Good call.
1: Yeah. So I think it at least, like, maybe it was just an old car that his dad had. Which
0: would make sense with him being able to say goodbye to it. But that's what the scene is so freaking funny. Because mm-hmm. when he sends it off, this is the one time where the music maybe couldn't have been any better. I think they got the right perfect music for this too Yeah. and so barley like salutes the van as they just send it on a suicide mission towards these cops to help block the path it works yeah. and while it's like slow motioned, the music's going he salutes it Earlier, they set up that he's got a shit ton of parking tickets. All the yep. parking tickets are flying out to make it look super epic. Yeah. I loved that scene.
1: Oh, yeah. That was super funny.
0: And so after that scene, obviously, they have to travel on foot. Um, and this is where a fourth memory actually will come up and comes into play. Both the third and fourth memories of Barley will come into play in this. Yeah. Uh, and, and what? what's the fourth memory, Barley? Oh, uh, it's touching. I don't want to give that away. No. There's a fourth memory. Well, we'll, we're still going to spoil the end a little bit, but um, you know what? We're going to spoil the end. Everybody, stop listening if you haven't watched the movie yet. His fourth memory is that Barley shares that he got scared to say goodbye to his dad because he saw the tubes and everything in him at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And Barley obviously really, really, really regretted not saying goodbye to his dad once he died. And so yeah. he vowed to himself that he would never be scared of anything ever again. That includes jumping at a pile of spikes and trusting his brother Ian to nail this levitation spell. Yep. Um, who has failed with some spells before? Mm-hmm. But he goes after it because the darn gelatinous scoop's coming at him. <laughs> yep. So they get out of this whole situation here. Yeah. And they find themselves in the middle of town. Of course, Ian's upset. They should have just drove to the mountain. Barley is now doubting himself for the first time. He's yeah. sitting there though, thinking like, following my gut has always worked, mm-hmm. so he does not give up.
1: Oh, something you missed from the beginning is when um, Ian, when this first thing happened with his dad, he made this list of things that he wanted to do in this twenty-four hours with his dad.
0: Well. Correct. He crossed off that first list though because he failed at school. No, he no, made no He made a second list in he, the car.
1: Yeah, he made a second list in the car of Correct. just like things he wanted to do with his dad while he was here. Well, you know, obviously. Um, and at this point they're, you know, they're fighting again and he's like, Nope, he's crossing it all off, like it's not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen.
0: Yes. Um, because there's almost no time left now. Yeah. He's like sitting on a cliff with his dad, so it really says the moment. And Ian was realizing that he did have a father figure his entire life, his brother Barley,
1: yeah, I had a father figure, but then mm-hmm. he you know his kind of like uh realization is that Barley didn't really
0: Barley didn't
1: well, he never had like a father figure growing up, Barley didn't that's true, yeah,
0: is that so... his realization?
1: Yeah, that's his realization.
0: I thought his realization was well, I mean, I guess it's both.
1: Yeah, he says there. He says there, and the, at the end, like I had someone, you didn't. That's why. And he says, like I'll, you know, I'll stop the bad things happening. Like you stay here and say goodbye to dad.
0: Oh my god!
1: You missed that whole thing. I guess so. Wow.
0: Yeah, there's a big fight. The curse occur. Well, they they find the phoenix gem, and that releases a curse. Uh, there's more mighty warrior stuff that happens here. I don't get... So the mom is a mighty warrior. She is Mama Bear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't get the failure with the dragon with her. What do you mean? She doesn't... She's not able to kill the dragon. I don't get what that's trying... It's not trying to say something because they wouldn't have done it if they're trying to say something with it. But she's yeah, no. she is a mighty warrior.
1: Yeah. I mean, already. Like, yeah.
0: But she can't kill the dragon to protect um. her baby boys? Doubtful.
1: I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I think she just couldn't reach her. Or no, she drops the sword, doesn't she?
0: No, the dragon has more heart than her. The dragon pushes the sword away. I mean, she's piercing the, the uh, heart fire of the dragon. Literal heart fire.
1: I don't know. That scene's not really like coming out to me.
0: Well, it's where... I mean, you're right, though. So then the sword goes flying. The one sword that can kill this dragon. Um, well, Barley says hey stay here and you know so you can meet our father yeah after ian had that realization and now knows the story of his brother never being able to say goodbye to his dad Mm -hmm. he says i will take care of this mother effing dragon that i mean that's pretty much the end so do you want to say the ending
1: yeah so ian destroys the dragon ends up kind of getting like stuck in this rubble there's only like what two minutes left maybe the dad comes back
0: they share a hug.
1: Yeah, they share a hug. Um and then he disappears.
0: And that hug Before is Before Ian can get there. What was that?
1: Before Ian can obviously get out of the rubble to say to see his dad.
0: Well, and Ian actually sits back. I mean, technically he probably could have ran up there. Yeah. At least to get a closer look. Yeah. But he holds back to allow his brother to have the proper goodbye. Yeah. And then that hug, if you noticed, looks identical to the hug that's then shared between the brothers. And then we get an ending epilogue, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they show obviously Ian is a, the new him. He's got friends. He's got confidence. He can drive a car now. Uh, and the the family is a family. again because that was one learning step two along the way, when the kids ran in, when the kids were pretending to be their stepdad, one yeah. of the officers, they, they catch it when an officer said, yeah, you know, it's, like tough raising kids that aren't your own and whatnot, mm-hmm. and they understood it, and so yeah. they have a new view about their stepdad. He's not any longer just somebody that they kind of despise.
1: Yeah, just someone that's like coming to their house. Kind
0: of and we get a little payoff in this ending scene. He unre- unleases, un- unleashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> magnificent hair and goes running off yeah and he says i was born to run <laughs> and it's quite the beautiful send off for him and then we get a guinevere too which is also yep. nice and touching yeah that was the movie that was totally dope what do you say that we get down in technical if you know what i mean First, let's just talk about like the writing of the film. I have a lot for writing, um, so I'm just gonna start going through this. First of all, like, how the heck did this kid learn all this so quickly?
1: Especially too, like, if you could learn it in a day, like, I don't think it would have went out of style.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. if you could spend
1: a whole day like really just focusing on something and now you like know it, I mean, I would do it.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: Yeah, like even if you did one like small thing like that, that's good enough for me
0: i noted on here i said i guess you have to be special to be special after about the um you have to have the gift for magic Mm -hmm. so in order for spells to work you're supposed to believe in the magic in the heartfire, whatever and this kid does spell after spell Mm -hmm. but yet he keeps not having faith in it that's kind of odd but this is a movie for kids yeah so it's a pass again on that right yeah Here's an issue though that I do have that we haven't talked about. The legs can most definitely hear the kids a few times in the movie, and also know where to walk on their own a few times, like while they're in the tavern.
1: Hmm. I guess I didn't really.
0: You didn't pick up on that any time, huh?
1: No. Um. Just cause like there are even times where like they're mid conversation and he's like trying to feel out for them, like where did you go?
0: Yeah, they didn't completely ignore it. But there are times where, you know, they didn't know, I guess, a better way. He just (laughs) basically had to kind of be able to hear him. It kind of bugged me. Here's where I have the most written down. You're just going to let me talk here. This movie has the most payoffs of any movie ever. Like, literally every little joke gets paid off. So, first, there's a, there's two memories that uh, Barley had of his father, but then immediately we find out he's also got a third memory, which is the foot tapping, which pays off because when his dad is only feet, he taps on his feet, uh, which allows his dad to realize what the heck's going on, kind of.
1: No, that was one of the... The foot tapping was definitely an original memory. No,
0: no uh, do you remember when they're in the kitchen... Yeah. Uh, Ian says, oh, I thought you only had two memories of dad. I don't even remember dad wearing that sweatshirt. Well, you do only have like two memories of him. And the third memory is the foot tapping one. I don't know why they made that a thing. They didn't have to. Okay. Next is going to be Barley's affection for the past and his dungeon game. Did you notice the video of him like protesting at the old historic spot at the park? That's where the Phoenix gem is in the video. His care for the past. If you think about this. It puts the whole town in danger because that's how the dragon comes into play. But it also allows them to see their pops for one last time or him to say goodbye.
1: Yeah. But really caring
0: about the past unleashes this horrible curse.
1: But then he like rebuilds the school. So it's fine. Nobody (laughs) really gets hurt. Magic. Magic.
0: I mentioned this earlier. Next item. Inner Mighty Warrior, Inner slash Mighty Warrior. It's mentioned three times in the first five minutes of the movie, and I think I'm going to play a clip right now. All
1: right, we're going to get Warrior beat out. Let me hear you say, I'm a mighty warrior. I'm a mighty
0: warrior. Good morning, <laughs> Mama. Let me go. Let him go. Okay.
1: I know you're stronger than that. There's a mighty warrior inside of you, you just have to let him out. Right, Mom? You actually let him See, Mom to let out her inner
0: warrior. Stepdad, he and, in <laughs> and that's obviously a whole thing of the film. So like everybody finds their inner warrior, the stepdad, as he unleashes his hair and runs off into the sunrise in the end of the movie there. Um, everything, every single one of Ian's fears that they laid out in the beginning of the movie, like driving and making friends, mm-hmm. literally every one of them gets paid off. Manticore is done with like sending people on the guests because it's an insurance issue and it's dangerous. But in yeah. the end, she back to herself, and because yeah, don't they show was, uh, her tavern but again?
1: She's like a happy medium, she still has a restaurant,
0: but she's running it like the olden days, though. Kind of, yeah. Also, she learned how to fly again. mm mm-hmm. um, Every time Ian succeeds with a the spell, there was a time where he, like, failed before. I think what they were trying to say is that confidence isn't built in one action, one successful story.
1: Yeah. Like, it, it practice makes perfect.
0: Exactly. But I mentioned, too, before, I thought, like, why wouldn't you believe in magic after you did it once?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly
0: whatever trusting barley's gut um like the express versus the path of peril and then the kids kind of get a new perspective on their uh stepdad yeah and then there's just a shit ton of little jokes uh it's said that there is magic in every fiber and literally at the end in order to make a new staff for magic ian uses one little fiber from the staff yeah that was a nice little touch um the sprites and the pixies and their ability to fly they kind of help to teach the manticore how to fly actually when they fly off
1: after they get started to fly. yeah
0: uh the work with what you have gets paid off a million times there's the cheeto using the van to block everybody uh little barley the manticore and her wings the splinter which i think is all kind of a metaphor for getting over hurdles in your life yeah would you agree? Yeah. Like use use what you have, and then there's the air conditioning in the car joke. Super blast the sprites out of the vehicle during the fight. That's the only way they really get out of that one. Mm-hmm. The speeding tickets just pay off because they look amazing as they go flying out of Gwenevere's car. The gelatinous cube obviously shows up. Like they don't miss a thing that they say they talk about it in the movie. While in the cave, Bali says, "I'm gonna ask him if he ever gave himself a wizard name." Yeah. Now I'm asking. He ever gave himself a wizard name? What? Well, because he was into magic. Lots of
1: wizards have cool names. Alora the Majestic, Burdon the Fanciful. <laughs> what did he say?
0: There's no point to that one, but it happens.
1: Oh, <laughs> it has yeah, no meaning. I don't even remember what it was, but it was a lame dad name. Like he was like, that's pretty lame. He said he always thought his wizard name would be Weldon the Whimsical. Wow, that's really
0: terrible yes true i think that's part of the story is that so in the beginning when when he talks to that guy at the restaurant Mm -hmm. about his dad he has like this ultra view of like a super cool confident dad from that guy yeah their dad's kind of a nerd even though he's confident yeah well
1: too yeah like in college everyone's pretty cool but once you become a parent you're kind of a dweeb now yeah true i know i'm a dweeb now i'm good (laughs)
0: <laughs> You've always been a dweeb.
1: Yeah, you're right. Play <laughs> Pokemon till a very old age. Heck yeah. Being present.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was one thing in this movie that was not paid off that I caught. No. Like literally everything is paid off. I'm i I left out some things.
1: Oh wait! It's some kind of puzzle! We gotta figure it out no oh, About
0: the time right before the gelatinous cube falls, they're like, oh, there's a puzzle here. Oh, but we don't have time for that. I even paused it to see if that puzzle had any kind of like, maybe it was trying to tell them which way to go. Yeah. Because, you know, they got a little get confused and then they ended up in town. I don't know. Uh, the puzzle was just a puzzle, but they got through everything just fine. Yeah. I don't know if there was something that got cut, I guess.
1: Um. Well, they just picked up shields and kind of ran. So.
0: Yeah. But not missing that puzzle didn't cost them anything.
1: Yeah. I feel like wouldn't happen normally. Right. Also, you could be as brave as you want. I'm not running through like arrows being shot at me.
0: Well, I'm not. I'm not sitting for that gelatinous cube either.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm probably not going in the hole, regardless.
0: Um, I have a question for you. That Dungeons and Dragons game that Barley uses to very specifically help them. Yeah. How big is this world that they're in? Because that's got like local history in it. That's a good
1: question. I'm I'm gonna assume. I mean, that's kind of with like the timeline thing too, where it's like it's it's a little too convenient.
0: Yeah, it's super convenient.
1: <laughs> Which I don't love when you know movies do that, where it's like, oh, it's all way too convenient. And yeah, they didn't have
0: to. They could have gone on the adventure without, like, you know, he could have just really loosely used some clues from that game. But it's based on real history.
1: Yeah, once it, you know, obviously local history
0: yeah exactly it's a i don't know it makes the world it makes it feel like maybe this world has one continent only
1: it's like the set the whole world's the size of rhode island
0: Mm -hmm. uh here's another issue i don't get this line when ian enlarges the cheeto Mm -hmm. barley says what other spells do you know he's already performed like six spells up to this point
1: no, Ian says, what other spells do you know? Barley. And well, even Barley then, said, they
0: already did the enlarging... They already tried the enlarging spell once.
1: Yeah. Um, wasn't there one, though, to make... It was, like, it wasn't the enlarging one. It was, like, the one to make the um, Cheeto, like, go like a boat.
0: But the, all they did was make the Cheeto larger to make it float, right?
1: Well, they did another one, too, to make it go like a boat. Really? Yeah. Okay. And that And that's when Ian asked Barley... Like, what other spells do you know? And Barley was like, "We could cast a velocity spell on it. Get you it's
0: so what other spells do you know?,
1: oh, brace yourself, young maid. I know all there is to know of
0: magic. <laughs> 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 nice. We're gonna come up with a group rating here. For me, the writing, out of ten, I'm, they pay off so much i have to give it a nine
1: oh, i'm definitely in for a nine
0: next is gonna be cinematography i was never like taken away by any of the scenery in the movie it's obviously done well
1: pixar i mean
0: yeah i literally wrote it's solid i wouldn't expect less from pixar i didn't think it was great no but um it's still pixar yeah what would you give the the overall cinematography of the movie i'll
1: go eight
0: and a half and i'll go seven and a half I didn't like the design of the elves. They felt more like barbarians or um orcs, except for Ian. Hmm. Did you have any issue with them being elves?
1: No, I mean, maybe like I think they could have been a little shorter, but I just think that they look like I mean, Barley and the mom just look like they're heavier set. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, I mean and that's part of the issue for me. I've never seen a fat elf.
1: I've never seen an elf in real life, so Really?
0: You're missing out. Yeah acting which is obviously going to be largely going to be the voices that was really smart of them to give the dad a top half there were several times that that top half gave character like when when they were at the gas station with the sprites it like leaned in or something to one of them yeah they would do some things like that so i i really liked that they didn't just leave it as all feet um i didn't even know like i said in the beginning i didn't even notice that barley was chris has chris pratt's voice and that was perfect. Same with the Manticore voice is perfect. I did not know that okay, Holmes, okay. Sure
1: either when uh, I think you told me that. And I was like, wow, but that's fitting.
0: Right? And once you hear it, you kind of know. But even then, when you watch it, you don't think Chris Pratt, which happens sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's animated movies. You're like, oh, that's so-and-so's voice. Like, it's distracting. It wasn't. None of the voices were distracting. No. Um. What would you, do you have any input?
1: Oh, just another thing, um, kind of like a plot problem almost is like, you know, Ian's still very new at the magic and now he can just like rebuild the school in like what seems like a day, maybe two, maybe a weekend. <laughs> um, so That seems, that was just kind of one of my points was like, mm. and also again, it seemed like a little too convenient that it just brought them back to like. The center of town, which like directionally, it felt like they went so far to go yes. out to this place, and now all of a sudden they walked like a mile and they're back at the center of town.
0: So I would say those are probably writing issues, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. You
0: know what? Now I'm still giving mine a nine though. There was so much.
1: Yeah, no, there's so many good things. I think It was, It was like a convenience thing. But it also was kind of, you know, like I said, it's like that doesn't add up. They drove like all night to get to this place and then walked one mile and were in the middle of town again where they started.
0: Yeah, that was weird how quickly they got back by foot. They yeah. made it back in like an hour. Yeah.
1: It took them like 10,
0: 10, 12 hours to drive up there by the highway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, is that it?
1: Yep. All my other point. Okay.
0: So with acting, I give it I give it a seven and a half overall. I feel like I might be sliding some of the voice acting on there, but
1: I feel like I give it like I I give it an eight and a half. I think um I mean Chris Pratt makes up for any issues. I don't I don't right. feel like there's any real dull character.
0: Yeah. I felt Ian was kind of a little dull. <laughs>
1: I feel like it's fitting, though, because he's kind of like a dull person in the beginning. Mm.
0: Yep. I thought of that as I said it, (laughs) but (laughs) my argument is still that, I don't know, I think there are other voices that maybe would have helped me with that character more. I just, that's the biggest reason why this movie didn't knock it out of the park for me, is uh, not specifically Tom Holland's voice, but just not caring for Ian so much. Not that I didn't care at all. I don't want to sound heartless, (laughs) but
1: I cared about the (laughs) end.
0: Exactly. So between us, we do. Yep. Next production design—a little bit different to look at, I think, for animated film. But I did have some issues. I thought it was nice, like the the mix of the modern and magic. Yeah. But when they're on the highway, it looks one thousand percent modern. And when they were out in the country or in the suburbs, it's like Flintstones. They live in a mushroom home, but there's no big mushrooms in town.
1: I don't, I think maybe that would just be a design thing. Um.
0: Yeah, I, if you go out to a rural town in Italy or something, I mean, you go, you go, feel like you're going back in time, yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah, but I really like some of the small touches, like the, their dog and their house being a little dragon or lizard Mm -hmm. so some of that was kind of fun although i feel like wouldn't you want the unicorn in your house and that dragon lizard thing out eating the garbage
1: um i mean i don't know i really like an armadillo to be like a modern pet but it's not so huh yeah i'd very much like an
0: armadillo i learned something new about you today
1: you don't think that'd be cool
0: no that'd be that'd be pretty cool (laughs) it's not the first animal that comes to my mind, but it'd be pretty neat.
1: I just, I would like an armadillo. (laughs) All
0: right. So production design. I've said this. I don't like the elves. Look, not one bit.
1: Hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I know. I think it's more modernized to, you know, them, obviously like even us as humans, how we've evolved. Um, I don't know, like you see in like older paintings and stuff, like all these women, I don't know, everyone kind of has like, like the women have like weight on them and stuff like that. And that's not like, that's not the ideal nowadays. Maybe it is again. I don't know. I hear all this stuff about like thick chick rock.
0: It has nothing to do with their weight. That probably didn't help. Yeah. Because I've never seen a fat, I don't want to call them fat because I mean, barley's pretty muscly. There was just something that didn't feel alfish to me about them at all. Like I think after the first time I watched it, I had to recalibrate. Were they elves? I had to think about it.
1: Hmm.
0: So I give a six and a half on product design.
1: I'd still go with like a seven and a half just because I feel like they made it more modern. You know, any main character is going to be made to look more human-like.
0: Yeah. That could be part of it. yeah yeah could definitely be it yeah next sound design what are your feelings on sound effects soundtrack
1: well um i don't think that they're gonna be coming out with like you know um a soundtrack anytime soon selling it but i don't i mean i know it doesn't really stand out at all the background music but i don't think it's you know supposed to
0: okay so out of 10
1: um give it like a 7 i guess
0: all right i uh, if 5 is average i'm giving to 5 i think somebody could have really created the same soundtrack off of like free music that you can find on the internet um yeah I let's see what did I write about it. I didn't care for the track. It all seemed stock, okay, like I said there. Uh from the beginning to the end, although I, I did like the scene where they send the car off. Music worked really well there. Uh I and it works the whole time. Also, the closing credits song really reminded me of how Brave Ends. Doesn't it feel Irish Kiltish?
1: Mm, i can't listen to it honestly
0: next time your boy listens to it check it out
1: i normally don't listen to the ending credits but i will make a note too kind of just turn it off once the movie's done
0: <laughs> fair enough all right comparing this movie to similar movies i think is always important when you're rating a movie because movies are different yeah um i'll go first uh, so just comparing it to all animated films, I give it an eight. I think it's not the best, uh, if, if I was going based on Pixar, it'd be more like a six and a half or a seven ish because there are worse Pixar movies, but there are much better Pix Some of them are really great. Some of the earlier stuff, really. Uh, so I, I give, I give this movie an eight in comparison to all animated film because there's some crap out there
1: i'd say eight and a half
0: dig it and the most important factor to any movie is how much did you enjoy it
1: i mean i cried at the end like every time i've watched it i've cried at the end um so i loved it i love like a little tearjerker i thought it was very heartwarming
0: what is that? Is that a 10? A 9.5? Oh, a
1: rating? Um.
0: Yeah, rating. Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, i uh, give it a 9.
0: And I would have given it a 7 the first time around. I give it an 8. It is, like you said, you nailed it, I think, in the beginning. It's easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good. Would you like to know your total score? Sure. You give this movie an 8.3. Out of 10, I mean? give this movie a 7.4, oh. barely, almost a 7.3 combined 7.8. So about an eight.
1: Okay. I Pretty high price. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite scene, dudes? It seems like it's not the pants dance. So I'm super curious. What is your favorite scene in the movie?
1: Um, hmm
0: what's it between
1: well it's between the when the manacord is in the car she's like "Ooh, I like you uh, <laughs> I don't know I just like I like that
0: or, oh it's like one line
1: well yeah
0: it's between that and what else
1: I'm trying to um,
0: oh okay
1: I'm still just trying to think here
0: I'm just trying to. Figure no
1: out. problem, you got time. No, honestly, I think I'm actually just gonna go with my like. It's not even gonna be a f- um a funny one. I think it's just gonna be like when Ian realizes that he has a father figure.
0: All right, fair enough.
1: Uh, I was gonna try and go funny with it, but nah, I just no. like I think my favorite is like the heartwarming, like Ian realizes. After all this time and kind of like, you know, emotionally beating his brother up, that he's like, holy shit, this guy's like my dad.
0: I came close to a tear, but I just, I didn't quite care enough. Hmm. It was in the back of my eyeball. There was a tear building up for a half a moment there.
1: I didn't like full out ball or anything, but there were definitely like two tears.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Every I think most people, most movies, it's, you know, really ball about it
1: no i don't think i've ever bawled at a movie
0: no me either um tear
1: up easily though when it
0: comes to movies. okay so you know i've told you a million times like i don't cry yeah i um, but i tear up really easily for movies it's pathetic
1: oh me too even like you know remember the movie click yeah uh, with adam sandler i was like tearing up at that end when he's like laying on the road and i was like i'm i remember thinking like i'm pathetic this is like supposed to be kind of humorous
0: i don't remember the end of click but i think i think me too
1: I, it's like it's supposed to be like a humor kind of thing and but like you take a sad turn to it if i remember right
0: i think click yeah i think click actually gets pretty good reviews because of that like it's um surprisingly touching Yeah. Um, I love that. okay so you went touching we haven't even talked about this in the, towards the beginning when they go to the manticore's tavern when the manticore is going crazy and she rips the head off of the mascot's head that one little girl that absolutely loves it mm-hmm. and then her parents cover her eyes that made me crack up <laughs> all right it's time for some totally tubular facts one of the most iconic monsters in Dungeons and Dragons is a giant cube of jello, which is imagined by the creator Gary Gygax himself in the very first edition of Dungeons and Dragons in 1974. The gelatinous cube is a staple foe that players encounter early on in their adventuring.
1: Next, um, according to director Dan Scammon, who lost his father at a very young age, the film is inspired by the question he's always asked. Who is my father? The story is set in a world with no humans, elves, trolls, sprites, and anything that would be on the side of a van in the 70s exists in the world, said the
0: director. Third one. Pixar's iconic Pizza Planet truck appears in the Troll Bridge scene. In the, what, what's the Troll Bridge scene? Um... Just while they're driving? Maybe it's the chase? Yeah. Gotta be the chase.
1: Gotta be the chase.
0: Why is it a troll? Didn't they pay a toll? They go through a toll, and it's a toll troll.
1: I don't remember.
0: Here, that's the next one I'm going to read, so I'll do two in a row. The toll booth troll, yep, works for for under-the-bridge transportation. A joke on how in fairy tales, trolls wait underneath to prey on those who try to pass. Okay. Yeah, that must be about the chase. That must be during the chase that that van appears.
1: Yeah. So next fact, there are many beverages advertised in the gas station called Coca-Cola and Mountain Doom, Also a Lord of the Rings reference to Mount Doom and Styrade. Last fact, located in the pawn shop are several relics from the past Disney movie, like King uh yeah, King Triton's trident. The Little Mermaid, obviously. The Genie's Lamp from Aladdin. And Riley's Hockey Stick from Inside Out.
0: Do you think the fans and the critics gave it some props reviews or what? Positive top critic reviews. Uh, A couple of them. One from Bob Mandello from NPR. Even mid-level Pixar still casts a spell. And then from James Berendinelli from Real Views. There's something here for everyone, even if the overall package isn't likely to go down as the next Disney Pixar classic. I think that's very accurate. Yeah. Which almost makes me want to increase my my recommendation level for it. There is probably something for everyone in this movie. Yeah. Negative reviews. First one from Christy Lemire, robertebert.com. Onward feels frantically eager to please. Until it tries to yank at your heartstrings in the by now familiar formula of Pixar animation. Which I did feel that they tried yanking my heartstrings a little too hard. I didn't think it was deserved. We know that. (laughs) Second one from Joe Morgenstern of the Wall Street Journal. It's enjoyable enough if you don't mind machine-made entertainment. But so desperate to please that it wears out its welcome long before the closing credits. Can't agree with that. No. You? I, don't, I don't think, so.
1: really think it's machine made at all.
0: I think there's some truth to it, but yeah, if a formula works, that doesn't mean it's bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Alright, positive fan reviews from Tanya R. Beautiful yet emotional movie. Our kids saw it in an epic, epic adventure with all the fun and drama needed. As a parent, I found it powerful with an interesting and sometimes funny story. Uh, another one from Adam Z. It was mostly fine. I'm not a father, so maybe not for me.
0: That was positive. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's positive. That's, yeah,
0: that's
1: somewhere in between. All right. It's a purgatory. <laughs> Negative from Bruce D. Gave it a 0. .5. What a dick. <laughs> I really wanted to enjoy this movie, but now being... Uh, disney tries to teach kids how to live without a loving father as they expect their new man-horse, bestiality dad as they take magic and non-parent out of the picture and just deal with it mentality. I love Pixar before the Monopoly took it over. Honestly, just small break. I don't like this guy already. Um, I know. Now What's the
0: bestiality thing about? Yeah,
1: and like... I don't... It, some people just don't have a dad. That's
0: just the way we grow up. So. Oh, no. The, the I actually... I love the message of the movie. Yeah. I didn't say that before, but I think that is an, an incredibly good message, especially in this day, probably. Well, no, not especially in this day. For a long time now. That kids should know. You don't need a dad.
1: Some people only have one parent. Like...
0: And a lot of times there's somebody else that either is in your life or that they're in your life and you don't know it yet. Like they kind of said with, you know, the stepdad there, like, mm-hmm. you have to go with what you got, I guess. <laughs> so there's more to his review. Keep going. Uh,
1: okay. Um. Now I'm just ashamed that we can't have a good, wholesome story without their propaganda shoved down our throat. I'm really so sad after what they did to Star Wars and after the greats like Wally are up. They have sunk so low. We can do better without stuffing this bull down our throats. And I'm a liberal. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? But okay. Um. But there is a line, and Disney has not just crossed monopolized and destroyed it they have scorched the earth it lay upon shame on you uh shame on you bruce d because i think you're a moron
0: Effing shame to end it <laughs>
1: i like, mean i half that stuff like what is you having to be a liberal to have to do with anything
0: uh, and what are they
1: trying to stuff down your throat? They're not trying to stuff anything down your throat. Like,
0: I guess the liberal part probably comes in with the non-parent out of the picture and the man-horse bestiality that he's talking about. What's a the bestiality? There's no bestiality in this no, movie. yeah,
1: there's no... And, like, again, it's like some people only have one parent. Like, that's nobody... Nobody can change that. Like, that... And some people have nobody's decision either.
0: And some kids... Need that message. I mean that's a good message yeah. to learn that you don't need a dad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, Some it's okay to have one parent. You don't have to feel left out.
0: One parent can be amazing. Two yeah. parents separate can be amazing. Two parents can be bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean there's there's you know, family takes all sorts of shapes and forms. Correct. Um I'm not even... Not according to Bruce D though. Yeah, Bruce D's a fucking moron. <laughs> um is male G is, did I say that right? Ismail?
0: It's probably Ishmael.
1: Okay. Ian Lightfoot is no Harry Potter. Neither are you, so.
0: Uh, Rupert yeah, that's the whole review. <laughs> <I> just, like,
1: <laughs> well, all right. uh Rupert P., this movie is fine until the end. The end is actually pretty good. That doesn't make any sense. It is fine until the end. The end is actually pretty good. So you're saying, first sentence, that the end is bad. And now the second sentence you say is pretty good.
0: Why do you think I added a third one there?
1: I think all the bad reviews are stupid. They're just bad. I feel stupid for reading them a little bit. It's like one of the embarrassment kind of things. <laughs> like I'm embarrassed for these people.
0: Don't worry, Rupert's all right. Rupert thought the end was actually pretty good. No, he didn't. The first sentence he
1: said it was bad. We don't know.
0: I don't know what fine me he gave it two. so rupert gave it two stars and the movie was fine until the end which was actually pretty good it makes no sense it should be at least two and a half it sounds like everything That's so was okay i think it should be three stars for rupert i think he's i think he miscollect
1: i think he should be four i mean he has no idea honestly he probably didn't even watch the movie
0: god damn it rupert <laughs> <laughs> all right well i know you've had some long days yep I'm ready for bed. There is one question I have for you. Okay. What should we review for next month? I have one that I I have an idea.
1: Ooh, it should be the uh, platform.
0: Okay. I think you're probably right. I had two ideas and I couldn't think of the second one when I actually typed this out.
1: Okay.
0: I have Star is Born. Both oh. movies that we didn't like. So I think it should be. I'm I'm I have, in agreement with I think you. I you
1: are rewatching The Star is
0: Born. <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody out there, Haley and I mutually really did not enjoy A Star Is Born. There is
1: no timeline; it's so confusing. Someday
0: we're gonna we're gonna do a review. On no, uh, like we have to rewatch it. Like there has to be some reason that maybe not, but probably not. It's on my target list. Uh,
1: it's a it's a solid. Probably not for me. Like I don't even. I think <laughs> that main song is like not good, and they still played on the radio all the time.
0: Aww. That like only
1: something good song.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember how it goes. I feel like I like that song the first minute
1: yeah, of I it, know. and then no. I really wanted to like it because everyone else liked it, and now I I don't I don't. Like it. <laughs> I don't have the whole All movie, right. and like it's so weird because it got like really good reviews,
0: the amazing reviews.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I don't know. I don't like movies that romanticize, like, bad relationships.
0: That's fair. I don't like that crap either.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, like, there's huge timeline defects in that. Yeah, movie.
0: that's... Uh, so, Haley and I have a huge problem with understanding the timeline of that damn movie.
1: Has it been a week? Has it been 10 years? We have no idea.
0: Nobody knows. And no matter how they framed it in there... It still doesn't... It, then it doesn't match up with the relationships that are going on at that point. No. Like, I think you skipped ahead three months, but I feel like they've known each other for two years. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Not fans. What would you give Stars Born? I'd give it two out of five stars. i will give it one. Yeah, that's fine. Fuck that movie, huh?
1: Um, I'll give it one just because Bradley Cooper's hot, so...
0: I don't give one for that
1: that's my one there's my one star bradley cooper's hot that's why it gets a star
0: maybe two because it's well produced yeah well produced
1: the acting's not bad either like i mean they did correct
0: fuck that movie's how i end this recording okay bye oh snap dude that was like a hell of a good show We totally hope that you had a bangin' time as well. And we'd appreciate it if you followed us on any or all of our social media. You can even donate to help us, in into- Alright, what the fuck? You can find all of our links in the description. And a special thanks to Audacity. The software that I have used to edit the audio, which is free and I recommend. Nikki Kitsoro for helping to create the um, album art for my podcast. And of course, friends, family, as well as my listeners for all of their support. Thank you. Bye-bye.